our nervous system is attuned to other states but our natural state. And that has a lot to do with allowing ourselves to be ourselves, to be fully true and honest, expressed in who we really are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast episode number two. Thank you all for tuning in. And first of all, before we get into the episode and into the topic of today, I just want to send out a huge thank you to everybody listening. That really means the world to me. Thank you so much for all your messages, for the exchange we had on the topic, for your feedback, for your support. I'm like eternally grateful and um, it really put a huge smile on my face and I'm glad that the topic resonated. Yeah, I hope we can just continue on from that. So let's just get into it. So this topic I've been uh, contemplating for a long time and today I want to talk about the unbearable lightness of being. That sentence came to me once in a plant medicine ceremony. I know there's a book called like that, but somehow I read the first few pages and it didn't really catch me. Maybe I should have been more patient, but uh, I put it down. Um, that's no judgment at all on the book. <laughs> I may come back to it. But it really got me thinking about why that phrase had come to me. So let's take it back to childhood for a moment here. We are born into this world purely right and if you ever observed a baby they already have a character right but it's pure they will scream at night to get their needs met and call you to feed them and not just once right but as often as they feel like they need something from you <laughs> any parents listening know exactly what i'm talking about right babies and children do not make themselves smaller They fully live out the bigness of who they are. They say out loud, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be famous. I want to be a princess. Who does that as an adult? We're way too afraid of what others may think of us, to be ridiculed or not to live up to it altogether. And that act of hiding, suppressing and avoiding actually manipulates our sense of self. I'm going to give you an example from myself and I'm going to be really vulnerable here. I always wanted to be a musician, but I never once clearly voiced that, right? Like I always thought I'm not good enough to actually even try. And it's always been this crunchy topic where I would say, ah, I like singing, but I'm shy about it. Imagine I had owned that desire from a young age. Obviously, there were many things going on that probably played into my perception that I wouldn't be good enough. Maybe there was just not the emotional support. But it's not about putting it on someone else. It's just how a child perceives things, right? But let's just say I would have gone for it. I wouldn't have suppressed my fear, but I would have put it all out on the table. And with that, had the chance to take action on it. I would have probably practiced more and gotten better, found people to play with and build up my skills and confidence bit by bit. But instead, I avoided my emotions around it. And it became this unresolved, half-assed emotional bundle inside of me. <laughs> so how that influenced my sense of self is there is now this thing that feels like part of me, but so far away and making steps towards it 
just feels freaking scary. And maybe some of you can now relate to something that creates that feeling for you. It is part of me, but I've avoided it based on an emotion that I didn't allow myself to feel. If I had processed that emotion, I would maybe be in a completely different space or state. The fear of failure and embarrassment, right? That's what I didn't want to let myself feel and therefore didn't even go there. And so it built up in my system, eating up my energy. And you may be listening, thinking, what is her problem? <laughs> so things that can seem huge for ourselves internally are often no issue at all for someone else. That's why it's sometimes hard to relate to somebody saying, oh, I don't dare to do that. Yeah. But we all have a topic where we feel some way hindered or limited or emotionally activated about, right? If we're not emotionally invested into something, obviously we don't see an issue in taking action on it. But if you're emotionally invested, things get a little bit harder. So maybe you have something you are avoiding about yourself. Something that is part of you but you've neatly or messily packed away somewhere inside of you where you don't have to deal with it. And maybe right now you have a little bit of like a sting somewhere in your body. <laughs> For me, this place is always my stomach. And that could be anything from your gifts, qualities, to any unresolved topic, discussion, relationship. So the point I want to make is We need to decide to be radically honest with ourselves about who we truly are and not let emotions and old stories stop us from fully owning our identity. In fact, I want to call it soul identity, who we are at the core, because often we create for ourselves an artificial identity that may have some colors of our original, authentic, however you want to call it, soul, core identity. But there are also distortions. There are artificial pieces that we developed in order to fit into a certain social group, job, relationship, whatever kind of interpersonal connection that makes us feel like we belong into the world and makes us feel seen, accepted, heard, loved. And just for a moment, I want to come back to the childhood piece here to close the circle on that. Bear with me. <laughs> so, as we said, we came into this world purely with our soul identity. And with this, I mean our natural self with all the quirks and all the unique gifts that we may have. At that point, we're still able to express ourselves 100% freely and unconditionally because we haven't been taught yet that apparently we have to behave a certain way to fit into society. Let me repeat that. <laughs> we haven't been taught yet by the outside world that apparently we have to behave a certain way to fit into society. Then we get taught certain ways of what we should or shouldn't do based on the conditioning of our caretakers. So we take over their behavior patterns and beliefs and we're programmed to behave in a certain way. Now, I'm describing this here objectively. So please, let's try not to take any of this personally. Try to keep an open mind. So this programming 
can lean more towards personal freedom or personal restriction. So at this point, we may lose some of our purity and natural self-expression because it may be too different or loud or sensitive or intense or whatever. So we move from being to doing because we learn to overextend ourselves away from our nature or we compress ourselves not to take up too much space. And as children, we don't really have the chance to choose what we take on. We're basically a sponge soaking up everything we see and hear and we create behavior patterns that protect parts of ourselves that aren't received well. And let's go a little bit deeper into not being received well. Often as adults, we find out that there is an emotional pain that still lingers somewhere within us because as a child, we had a perspective that we were not received well. And that perspective is valid. Let me just say that, first of all. But second of all, as a child, we have a limited perspective. Yeah, We're quite egoistic in the best sense because we're still learning. We're reliant on many people around us to keep us alive. So we see the world in black and white. Either we feel seen and heard and loved because somebody is showing up for us, or we do not feel seen and heard and loved because it seems like somebody is not showing up for us in a certain way that we need it, probably emotionally especially. You see, as children, we don't have the capacity yet to step into somebody else's shoes. We see the world from one standpoint only, and that is, are we being loved or well-received or are we not? And based on how we feel ourselves being perceived by the world around us, we will develop behavior patterns to protect parts of ourselves that are not or appear not to be received well or make us feel like we are not safe if we express those parts of ourselves. And here again, it's becoming very clear that we are stepping out of the being ourselves into doing and overextending ourselves to become someone that fits in in a certain way. Even though this may not be the reality, but this is our perception as a child. Because we simply do not have the capacity yet to ask or stand our ground and tell people, hey, I do not like how you treated me or what does it mean that you do not show up for me? You know, we're not able yet. So we take everything that we perceive personally to basically adjust ourselves or program ourselves to be in the world, to be received, to be accepted, heard, seen and especially loved, right? And that creates certain beliefs within our system that are encoded within us. You can imagine it like a rule book that is installed within us so that we make sure we are in alignment with the outside world. And we're not overstepping or doing anything to be harmed. So depending on our surrounding and also the rule book or the beliefs that our caretakers and the world around us carry... We either develop further away from ourselves or we get to be free and live ourselves out, express ourselves exactly as we are. But if we installed too many rules within us, too many beliefs within us that are further and further away from our natural self, from our true identity, then this will show up as adults again. Yeah, and it may show up in ways of anxiety or panic or depression. Those are usually signs that something within you is out of alignment and that your body, your spirit, 
crave to come back into alignment. You could also say we're operating outside of our window of tolerance. And the window of tolerance is the place where we flow, where we flourish, where we are exactly in our alignment, in our middle, in our center, however you like to describe it. But when we're constantly operating outside of our window of tolerance, we lose the real point of center and we adjust again and again to a different perceived point of center, which is not aligned with the real center, which is outside of the window of tolerance and either above or below our actual center point. So what does that mean? We could be hyper aroused. So that means above the window of tolerance. And when we're hyper aroused, we're probably stressed, anxious, maybe even panicking. We're constantly overdoing, yeah, over delivering, overextending ourselves from our natural state. And if we do this over a certain amount of time, mostly years, decades, then we lose our natural center point and we are gravitating for rest and digest to a lower point that is still outside of the window of tolerance. Hope that makes sense for you. That means sometimes, and maybe you know how that feels, when you try to rest and you're somebody who is extremely driven and always overextending themselves and always working maybe, it may be very hard for you to actually rest when you get the chance. So then you may be scrolling on social media or you may be actually getting a massage or trying to do a nap, but you do not really rest. Your mind is still running, 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 because this is just your resting position, right? Outside of the window of tolerance and what you're doing, taking the nap, but still thinking or having the massage, but still planning your day in your mind feels like rest, but it's not actual rest. So that's hyper aroused or you could be hypo aroused which is below the window of tolerance. So that means you may be very lethargic, depressed, um, having no motivation to move, to do, to get creative. Maybe you have creative blocks. Maybe um, yeah, you feel just like life doesn't make so much sense and you're not really excited about leaving the house or something like that. So that's often hyper aroused. And that can happen even if we reach that state of hyper arousal where we over delivering and overextend ourselves the whole time, that then we collapse and we fall into hypo arousal because we're just so overworked that our system crashes and we're going to the lowest point. Yeah, that can happen as well. And I'm just saying that in low and very small doses, those states aren't that unhealthy because sometimes we just want to, you know, when we're building a business or a project or we're working on something that we're so passionate about, we may have an intense amount of time for a month. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, okay, now it's time to rest and recalibrate. And that may push us first into the hypo aroused state. But then we should slowly recalibrate to our center, to the middle again. Yeah. But if we do not have an actual sense of what the middle is, what is our good flow state, what is a well-rested state for us within our window of tolerance, we are unable to find that point again. And we're unable to recalibrate towards it 
if we don't actually know that it exists. So that's why I'm talking about this. It's so important to realize, oh, what is actually my real resting position? Because when you know there is one, you can practice noticing when you're out of alignment. You can practice moving towards it. Now, this may even feel a little bit difficult in the beginning. And some of us may have resistance to that process. Just because our mind or our our system has been programmed for the longest time to live a certain way. So changing that may actually feel a little bit unsafe or even dangerous to our mind, to our system, right? Because we operated in a certain way that may or may have not fit into the outside world really well, depending on what beliefs you grew up with. Also, there may be trauma. Maybe you had a difficult experience in the past or several difficult experiences in the past as a child or growing up or any other difficult situation you had to live through. So it may take a little bit of practice. It may take a little bit of time for your nervous system to slowly adjust and find or you could also say calibrate towards that new center point because it also takes a bit of uncovering and understanding what feels actually unnatural to me. What is too much stress or what feels too slow? Where am I overextending myself and do something to please others, for example? Or where am I holding back parts of myself because I may be afraid of other people's reactions or judgment? And you can even replace the idea of window of tolerance with our authentic self, our natural self, because it's very similar. Yeah, our nervous system is attuned to other states but our natural state. And that has a lot to do with allowing ourselves to be ourselves, to express all parts of ourselves. Yeah, to be fully true and honest and expressed in who we really are. And usually at some point when we operated way too long outside of ourselves, outside of our window of tolerance, We hit the low point and we feel like, all right, I think I need to change something, right? It's often, often we probably don't even equate it with, oh, I lost my way or I lost myself. No, we feel suddenly shitty in our body or we cannot think straight or we cannot sleep. And that makes us start to inquire. That makes us start to search for healing, right? And that's usually when we carve out space and time to get in touch with ourselves, with our body, with our mind, with our spirit, with our emotions, to find out what is there or what did I miss. So if you for a period of time have been feeling very stressed and anxious or unmotivated and uncreative or a little bit lost, or maybe even you felt a little bit like that all your life, Just know it's okay and there's a way out of it. This is not how you need to live. Yeah. And you get to find your way back home. It's literally a sign of your body that more of yourself wants to be expressed and seen and heard and loved, especially by yourself. And that you're ready to move back from doing to being. 
So just to give you a little example for myself, because I think it always helps to identify, um, I worked for about 10 years in the tech industry and I really enjoyed myself, but I always had the feeling something's missing or I'm not expressing something of myself, but I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. I think I was looking a lot for significance and I always cared and I always loved technology and innovation, but I just feel like I was looking for something and working so hard overextending myself that I didn't even realize what do I want? What are the things that are fun to me? And I thought doing more and more and more would give me the satisfaction, but it really didn't. And although I was curious and I really enjoyed what I did, now in retrospective, I can see that I wasn't really in my element. I wasn't really seen for who I really am. And now I'm just being, I'm just myself. And that doesn't mean I don't give my best. I'm giving my best every day, but now it's passionate and joyful. And I'm not trying too hard to be someone outside of myself. Because doing all that work on myself, chipping away the layers of trauma and conditioning and limiting beliefs and whatnot, and I really got to know myself on a deeper level and understand all those emotions and perspectives and fears that I used to carry within myself. And some of them still carry, sure, it's a lifelong journey, right? But I found love for my path and I found mission within myself and that also helped me understand why I lived through what I lived through why I had to go through all those hardships and difficulties and why I got the parents that I received why <laughs> or chose who knows why I chose the jobs that I chose and developed the skills that I have and have the talents and gifts that I have because they belong to my particular path and realizing and accepting what I have to give, who I really am, is really fulfilling. This acceptance gives me this huge peace within that I now can use what I've been given to support others. And that's my greatest joy. So you see, it's totally worth it to take that inner journey, even if it's not easy, even if you need to go through pain and feeling your feelings and maybe roll open some old stuff. But it's worth it because you're getting yourself back. And that really is priceless. It's worth it. I always knew deep inside that there is something I get to discover in this life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. And I believe that's true for all of us. If we are willing, if we're curious, if we're driven, if we're courageous to go there. And not everybody of us is. If you're listening right now and you're like, oh, that's not for me. You know what? That's so okay. That's so okay. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I want to get started, but I'm afraid. Just know that's just as okay. You know, step by step. And everybody has a different direction and different needs in life. But when we're coming back around to this idea of the unbearable lightness of being, this comes up once we chipped away all the layers. Once we went through the things that hurt us the most and emotionally understand and process what happened there. Because cognitively processing is one way. 
but the heaviness is still in your body. If we don't process the emotions that are located and may weigh us down within the body. That's why it's called the unbearable lightness of being because heavy emotions, trauma, negative experiences, they weigh us down quite physically mentally, emotionally. So when we go on that journey to release what hurts us within us, to express what's unexpressed, to reintegrate parts of ourselves we've lost, we've forgotten, we've suppressed for certain reasons to keep us safe. Once we process the heavy load, we get to the part that's fun. We get to the lightness on the other side. And sometimes it's really hard to deal with that lightness. <laughs> Because you find yourself in a state you may or may not have ever been in. Yeah, but you're getting back to that. And first, you don't even know maybe how to deal with it. For me, when I first got to that lightness, it felt like, what is this? Why am I? What should I do? I feel different and I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then I realized, wow, I actually feel light. I actually am not sad. But my mind wanted to default to sadness. A lot of times when I realized, oh, but I'm actually not sad, you know, like a Sunday afternoon on the couch when maybe I used to be hungover, which brought out sadness or low feelings, right? But I'm not really hungover anymore. So no judgment, by the way. What I want to say with this is when you get to the other side, the lightness that you'll find within you will feel weird and awkward, maybe, and even unbearable. Because you're not used to it. And then just know that your body needs some adjustment time. Because you've done the heavy lifting. You've done all the work. And you know what? There's always going to be a little bit of work. And that's normal if we want to grow. And as humans, we really enjoy growing, right? So when you chipped away a big chunk of old stuff within you, old emotions, old experiences you held on to, old limiting perspectives around yourself, you may need some adjustment time for your system to calibrate, to acknowledge and integrate that new version of yourself. And that's usually when the mind comes in and tells you stories again. If you're listening and you're in this state right now, just give yourself some time. Stick with your practices, remember who you are, check in with your body and don't let your mind take you back to what's not real anymore. You probably know yourself really well right now. So then just check in with what feels true in your body and come back to that again and again and again. And you'll feel with time, your nervous system will attune, will relax Your mind will relax and the lightness will get more bearable and enjoyable. This is usually also the time when we strengthen our trust in ourselves. We look back and we realize, wow, we did this. <laughs> and often we had to learn in those difficult times to have more faith in ourselves into a higher power, no matter how you want to call it. And usually when the light is coming through, we get to really acknowledge how much we can trust ourselves now, how much we can trust in the universe, God, source, higher self, soul, however you want to call it. And that just feels so beautiful and safe within. Obviously, life is a journey and there will always be something. But when you did the heavy lifting of releasing from your system, body, mind, soul, however you want to call it, what you've been holding for years or decades, you'll feel 
a strong difference in your body, in your mind, in your confidence, in your ability to create, be social, be with others, be with yourself, that going through life with the tools that you developed, with the knowledge that you gained, will feel much easier. You feel so resourced and equipped for whatever comes next because you know how it works now. You know what to resort to. And I think that's really why we go through that deep journey of growing up. Many people today call it awakening and maybe it's some sort of awakening. But also it's growing up, maturing, becoming your own person, looking back and just checking in what's mine and what's not mine. What are the beliefs or the likes of my parents or caretakers or school friends or teachers or bosses that I used to have? And what got imprinted in me without me maybe noticing or me trying to fit in? Whatever need you try to meet through taking on that programming, that's okay. But now as an adult, you're not a child anymore. You have the chance to make your own decisions. You get to choose, which is incredibly precious. So choose. Who do you want to be? What excites you? What are you passionate about? What do you love? Who do you love? What are your skills and unique talents and gifts? That's nothing you need to be ashamed about. That's nothing you need to hide. On the contrary, It's really about getting brutally honest with yourself about who you really are, how you feel about your life and if you're happy with it. Not everybody is up for this journey and that's okay too. Let's be honest, it takes a lot of work and dedication. But I also believe we need to normalize this process. It's not called for nothing, self-development, self-growth. And if we can overextend ourselves for others... Why is it so hard to decide to do it for ourselves? I mean, think about it. Why are we here if not to grow ourselves, discover who we are at the core, explore and experience with each other the world? I don't believe we're just here to watch Netflix and drink coffee. <laughs> I really believe we are here to live out who we are and contribute to others. When we think into the future... Doing isn't going to take us anywhere for much longer because our doing will largely be replaced by machines. So at some point we all are required to move more into being again, which means sharing our unique views and opinions and becoming creators and innovators in service of humanity because that's really what we're human for. And what cannot be replaced by machines yet? Ideation, creation and love are the best gifts of humanity. A lot of us are trying to find our purpose. And I believe that purpose is just a byproduct of expressing your full self. I believe that owning and expressing all parts of ourselves is our purpose and will make us feel useful and fulfilled. Because from that place, expanding, improving, growing will feel like a hunger. It will feel exciting and not forceful because we're dealing with topics and things that we deeply care about. So wherever you are right now on your very own journey, you get to choose. Today, 
and each and every day. It's your choice what you do with your life. Do you want to hide it away or do you want to embrace it? So let's all take a deep breath in. That was a lot of content. Deep breath in through your nose, deep into the belly. And out through the mouth. One more time. Deep breath in. And out. That's it. And I would love to do a little exercise to close this episode. So if you're driving, again, please do not do this exercise. Do it later when you get home. If you are somewhere where you can sit down or lay down safely without being interrupted or without being in traffic, maybe lower your gaze or you can close your eyes down if that's comfortable and taking a deep breath in through your nose. Out through your mouth. And just feel where your body meets the ground beneath you. And then feel into where the ground beneath you meets the floor. Just imagine to go down, 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 down through all the roots, all the way down into the core of the earth. Just imagine to draw energy up from that place into your body and release anything you don't need into the earth again. Another time. Draw all the energy and breath up from the earth into your body. And release what you don't need. Last time, draw all the energy up from the earth all the way into your body. And release all that you do not need into the earth. That's it. And then just intuitively or instinctively connect to a part of your life where you're forcing sometimes. Where you don't trust the ease, where you don't trust yourself. But where you may be forcing, where you're nervous, where you're anxious. where you feel not so worthy or deserving or where you're worried about what other people think of you. And when you got the situation, connect to how you feel in that situation. And again, that may be worried or anxious or alarmed, nervous, fearful and now locate that feeling in your body maybe you feel it in your throat or your belly or your chest wherever you feel it try to connect to it that's it 
And if you're in your mind, if you feel resistance to connecting, that's okay. Just be with the resistance. Take a few deep breaths here. And if you can allow yourself to open up and locate that feeling in your body, breathe into that place. See if you can open up to that feeling and that may be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. You got to learn to be with discomfort. Another deep breath in through your nose. And release your breath, drop your shoulders. Just connect to what you need. Why are you anxious or fearful or however you feel in that situation? What do you need to feel more worthy, to feel more calm and confident in that situation? What would support you? And maybe even ask yourself, is that hustle or that worry even worth it? What is the situation giving you? has using force ever led to something enjoyable? Take a deep breath in here, through your nose, deep into your belly. How would the situation change if you wouldn't force? What would happen if you didn't force, if you trusted in being who you are and letting that be enough? What would happen? And again, get out of your thinking, trust the wisdom of your body, the intuition, the instinct to give you an answer. And just notice if your body feels tense or relaxed when you think about that. Good, and then take another deep breath in here. Release through the mouth. 
let the situation go and connect to another situation where you didn't force, where you were at ease and just let things happen, where maybe you trusted yourself a little bit more or maybe even trusted the people in the situation a little more. the situation how did this situation make you feel and where do you feel this emotion sensation in your body Again, try to feel, not to think. And send a few deep opening breaths into that place in your body. And again, if there's resistance, just be with the resistance, it's okay. There's nothing you can do wrong. And just notice here as well, how does your body feel in that situation? Is it more tense or more relaxed than the other situation? you trust more or be more at ease in this situation how would you feel if you brought that ease into other situations of your life what would happen if you allowed yourself to be this easeful in the previous situation. Just imagine to bring that ease into the previous situation. How would your posture look like? How would you feel in your body?
Would you be more confident, trusting yourself? What needs to happen for you to allow yourself to bring that ease and spread it throughout your life? part of yourself has a hard time accepting that ease? Is there a part that needs to keep control? Or is there a part that's doubting? Try to connect to what is resisting, allowing yourself to be easefully yourself in all parts of your life. Good, take a deep breath here. If you're able to access that part that feels resistant, maybe ask it what it needs. Maybe it's a hug, maybe it needs to tell you something or you want to tell it something lovingly. Then you can do this now. Just take another deep breath here and for the last few moments just imagine how you would feel if you allowed yourself to express yourself fully with all your parts in your life. Just imagine you allowed yourself to be fully you and instead of worrying what the outside world will say, just imagine how the outside world would change positively through you expressing yourself fully. What would be the people you surround yourself with? What kind of work would you do? Where would you live? 
how would you spend your days? What would fulfill you? Just take one more deep breath in here through the nose, out through the mouth. <sighs> That's it. And I hope you allowed yourself to dream a little here. And if this was difficult, that's okay too. Just repeat this exercise a few times until you get a hang of it and allow yourself to dream big without worrying how other people may react, what would happen. We need to let ourselves dream and then the reality will fall into place and that may take a while but when you let yourself dream it's like you're having a conversation with your soul and asking it what do you actually want and by opening up to that you're also opening up to who you truly are and what really fulfills you. And that may or may not feel scary because you know that you may have to take a few actions and change may happen in your life when you allow your dreams in. And then maybe you'll feel a glimpse of hunger or a spark that you can follow step by step to create the lightness in your life that you really deserve. One more deep breath in here, everybody. Thank you for joining today. <sighs> and we're at the end. Glimpse your eyes open. Shake out your body, whatever you need here. Maybe you want to journal. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And again, thank you also for all the messages that I received around your feedback and feel free to send it out again. Let me know what topics you want me to talk about, how you feel about this topic of lightness and embracing yourself, your own natural identity. I'd be so curious to hear. So please feel free to reach out on Instagram via email. I love to hear it. And if you like this episode, feel free to share with anybody you think could benefit from it. Okay so appreciated thank you so much have a wonderful rest of your day and i talk to you soon <laughs>